I'm your host, your humble host, Mikhail Woodward, and I'm here to talk about the world of craft beer. So we're here every Tuesday at 5 o'clock talking about the world of craft beer. And um, I hope that you guys have been out there enjoying beer and uh, finding out where to go and enjoying beer at all the different breweries. Tom, you're there? Hello. Tom McCormick, you there? Yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Thanks for calling back. Sorry, somehow we lost you the first time. Yeah. Can you hear, you can hear me okay? I can hear you all right. Cool. I think I think you'll be fine. I mean, you're a little distance. I'll bring me down my mic a little bit. Hopefully people will hear a good balance out there. Um, so are we are we going to be live? We're live right now, my friend. We are live right now. All right. <laughs> That's what happens on live radio. Um, so I understand you're in the car and calling in. I am, awesome. but I'm with you. Well, hopefully uh, your commute isn't too bad or you're stuck in traffic, or maybe it's good if you're stuck in traffic and that way you can talk with us much longer. Yeah, it's more fun to be talking with you while I'm driving. For sure. It'll go faster. So how have you been? Good, good. Been busy because, uh, you know, the beer industry is busy. I know. Uh, California is, you know, like sprouting like a weed with breweries. I know that we passed up 900, I think it's closer to 1,000 now. Do you know how many breweries we have here in California? I Actually, I do. We have 947 at this very moment. That's pretty awesome. So I knew we were just over 900, but 947. Um, so you've been doing this, uh, you've been with the California Craft Brewers Association for quite a while. Um, and uh, you guys had kind of a, a, a dream, as it were, you know, an idea to put together uh, some kind of conference to bring people who are craft brewers and home brewers and just uh, lovers of beer together. And uh, now, uh, is this the fourth year for the California Craft Beer Summit? It is. It's a dream come true. We're on our fourth year now. So I'm, I unfortunately I missed last year, but I was there the first two years, and I'll be back this year. But it's amazing. To me, it's kind of like taking Homebrew Con uh, and GABF and putting them together uh, here in California. It's pretty awesome. Yep, that's, that's what we tried to do. Awesome. So do you, for those who don't know about it, you want to tell them uh, you know, a little about, about what's going on and, and they can kind of get caught up to speed? Yeah, it's a three-day event overall, and we have two days, the first two days, Thursday and Friday, 6th and 7th of September, is what we call the Summit Expo, and that is at the Sacramento Convention Center, and it's a combination of a trade show, so we have about 120 exhibitors out on the trade show floor, and everything from hop vines to um, you can look at yeast underneath a microscope and taste and put your hands into all kinds of different malted barleys, and we have equipment vendors and on and on and on. And at the same time, we also have educational seminars that are going on in classroom style um, upstairs above the trade show. All kinds of things um, like sensor evaluation of beer, uh, trends in the beer industry, um, things of that nature. So those are the educational seminars. Then we also have a lot of food integrated into uh, the event. So we have beer and food pairings. We have chef demos and things like that going on as well. So that's the first two days, and then the whole thing ends on Saturday with the Summit Beer Festival, and that's the largest beer festival in the state of california we have 170 breweries from california pouring beer outside on capitol mall right in front of the state 
Sacramento, and that takes place on a Saturday afternoon. And so that is the California Craft Beer Summit in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Well, what I will say, what I really appreciate is you guys have all kinds of events, but I really like how uh, when you're in the, the main hall there uh, and and people can come and go from that area to go to the conferences and that kind of stuff, that you have um, different regions where the home brewers can can pour their beer and even the professional brewers so you can go around and taste those beers. And I really do like the food pairing uh, that you guys have, that you have a, a brewer and a chef come and, and not only pair up something but they'll talk about it when they're when they're presenting it and that's really cool stuff yeah and we've actually increased that component uh this year so we have more on the food side we have more food demos and and chef presentations than we've had in the past so we're excited about that that's awesome because that's definitely one of my uh favorites there i tell people i'm like man you got to go it's like there's nothing like it um I think it's even better than GABF because GABF has a few, but you guys have, have have a pretty good amount there, and I like how you're pairing the chefs and the brewers together. Yeah, and for anyone that's been to the GABF, of course, uh, it's, it's quite a bit smaller, so more intimate. It's not as big or as crowded as the GABF. Um, so it's a little easier to get around and kind of see it all. Yeah, you don't have, like, what, 10, 15, 20,000 people running around. Right, right, right. So uh, actually, what have been the the numbers in the last couple of years? I'm curious. Where did you start in the first year, and where are you up last year? Oh, boy, first year, I think we were at about 1,000 on the expo, and now we're up to about 2,500 between the the two days. So, you know, it's still pretty small and pretty intimate, but uh, it's got a nice vibe, nice feeling to it. And uh, the beer festival... On Saturday, we get uh, about 3,000 people to that. Uh, you know, whether you're going to one of the events or, or pick and choose or go the whole thing, um, I think it's a great time. You, you end up having, you know, 2,500, 2, 3,000 friends, and uh, you just meet people that have a, a like mindset. And um, I've always just had a good time hanging out there. And I know that you're a, a man who loves beer yourself, so uh, I, I want to say thank you for what you do for the community and bringing people together. Well, we have a lot of fun doing it, so uh, it's a lot of work, but uh, we're really excited about it this year, and, um, you know, it's always a kind of a relief when it's, when it's over, but it's a lot of fun to put on, and like you said, it's kind of a, just it's a gathering of all these people with one, everyone in that room has a great passion and interest in, in beer, so kind of just the gathering of the tribe it's it's, uh, it's a really fun event in that way so i know you guys have a lot of uh, people that are really on the like brewers association and that kind of thing like in the california uh, craft brewers association um can we throw out some of the names of some of the speakers and people who will be there this year oh yeah we have great cook uh of course one of the founders of stone brewing company uh um, yeah, charlie Pam. A few weeks ago when I went to their uh, 22nd anniversary celebration. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Greg will be up there, and he'll be uh, giving a talk out on the expo floor, on what we call one of the tap talks. Cool. Um, Ken Grossman, of course, founder of Sierra Nevada, will be speaking. Um, John Martin, one of the pioneers in the industry, uh, owner of uh, Drake's Brewing Company in Triple. 
Triple Lock Brewing Company will be speaking. Chris Kramer, who uh, founded uh, and is the owner of Carl Strauss Brewing Company, will be speaking. Charlie Bamford, who is just, uh, very, very well known in the industry. He's the lead professor of uh, brewing and malting science at UC Davis. will be giving a talk. Um, so those are just some of the names. We have a number of chefs who will uh, be speaking as well. Um, so I think we have all combined it's, uh, about 45, close to 45 different speakers that will be uh, presenting at the summit this year. That's awesome, and those are definitely a lot of good names. I have the, uh, I know that I had the opportunity to listen to Ken Grossman when he was uh, at HomebrewCon in um, up in Portland a few months ago. And he was talking about 50 years of being in brewing and talking about mm. how he basically got like this old dairy system and uh, created his own essentially brew system and got part of that back this, this year after not seeing it for like 20 years or something or 30 years. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. That's a, that's a cool story. Of course, when he started his brewery, you could not go out and buy a small little brewing system off the shelf like you can today so he uh as you said literally hand built one from scratch using old dairy uh equipment so it's a great story ken will be talking uh, uh kicking off the keynote at the uh kickoff of the summit on thursday morning and then we have uh, bart watson who is a uh, well known from the brewers association who is going to be talking about trends and uh, kind of the future of the craft brewing industry is uh, also part of our keynote. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'll look forward to that that session th- Thursday morning. You say I got to put everything in. It's hard to find it and go everywhere because there's so many good things and so many great speakers going on at the same time there. But it definitely holds a lot for everybody. If you if you guys have not been, if you're thinking about going, um, can people still get tickets? Yes, uh, tickets are still available. Um, they're all online, and we will also have tickets at the door to the Summit Expo on Thursday and Friday. The Summit Festival on Saturday will probably sell out, but tickets are still available to that online uh, right now. Yeah, that's awesome, too, because isn't that a five-hour beer festival? Uh, it's a four-hour oh, beer festival. I mean, that's a four-hour beer festival. Um, yeah. It's really yeah. cool to, to be there, and you guys have like the different regions of the uh, of California with the different breweries from those regions, and then you have like in the middle all the stuff like there's lounges and cornhole and and uh, all kinds of stuff, and you can just you know look down the street and there's the Capitol Mall. Yep, and we do uh, we limit it uh, because we don't want it to get too crowded. We well being the the association that represents the brewing industry in california we we really try to do a beer festival that is kind of like the ultimate beer festival so we really take good care of the brewers that show up so we get a lot of the owners and the um, principals of the brewing company because uh, they have such a good time we take really good care of them um, but it's a great event to attend because it's not overly crowded the lines aren't really long we have Lots of water, there's food on site, and lots of things to do, like you said. Um, so, yeah, we, we think it's a great event, and uh, 
we have gotten really good feedback about setting it up regionally because if, for example, you are from uh, Los Angeles and you come up to the event and you really want to try beers from Sacramento or from the North Coast region because those breweries are not close to you, so you're not able to try them on a regular basis, you can go right to that section. Or if you have a real affinity for beers from San Diego, you can go to the San Diego section. And so um, there are a lot of breweries there, 170, so you can't see them, can't try them all, but uh, we do have it set up regionally, which people seem to really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that myself. Sounds like you got an air, airplane in the background there. Um, but I do like that. I know you guys do bands and some DJs even stuff there. So, and then, like you said, there's no true long lines. I mean, there's short lines here and there, and they're, and they're, it's, it's definitely full, but it's not packed, and you can meander around and just try beer and hang out with people and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you see that that since you guys you're saying that all these people that are actually part of the industry here for California um, and we're at 947 breweries um, how does this impact this festival kind of impact what's going on in the industry and also um, can you see what trends or what's going on I mean do you feel like we're coming to a bubble yet uh, I just hear people keep talking about that and I just think it's kind of ridiculous myself but um, just as from an insider's point of view, what, what do you think is going on with the industry right now? Well, I don't think there's a bubble because a bubble implies that at some point it's going to burst, and I definitely don't think that we're going to see that in the craft brewing industry. The market share for craft beer just continues to keep growing, so more and more people are turning to craft beer and, and kind of shifting away from the more industrial lager-style beer. Uh, so I think there's lots of room for continued growth in the industry. We are starting to see a, a slowdown in the number of breweries that are opening up, and I think that's just kind of a natural and healthy uh, progression in the industry. So I think we'll see that pace of new breweries begin to level off. Um, we'll continue to see new breweries opening up, but again, not at the pace that we've been seeing in the past. And, um, you know, I think uh, we will continue to see the market share. We're at about 20 to 20 to 22% of all the beer sold in California is craft beer. So there's still, uh, you know, a, a lot of market share to be gained by good beer. And I think over time, uh, we're, there's no real feeling to that. I think people will continue to, to shift from the larger kind of, you know, what we call industrial lagers to uh, the more flavorful craft beers. Well, you see, I've seen craft beers taking a resurgence kind of in lagers and pilsners that people are getting into them that realizing they're pretty flavorful and good when they are uh, made with malt and uh, in their uh, original way, if I should if I can say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, you're right. Um, IPA is still the number one style of beer, but we are definitely seeing a uh, significant growth in the Pilsner lager category within the craft beer segment. And like you said, you know, the Pilsner and lager style beers are 
uh, you know, kind of more approachable, more more drinkable. They're not as strong. They're not as heavy. Um, but when they're made in that traditional brewing uh, method and using traditional ingredients, using all malted barley and not using rice and corn as primary adjunct, they are very flavorful, flavorful, still refreshing and still very drinkable, but, uh, you know, but very flavorful. For sure. I mean, I, I remember not being a lager fan at all because of what I was introduced to, to the industrial ones. And, um, and, uh, in the, in the last few years, um, not only have I gotten back into, it, but now I'll judge them. I used to not judge those types of competitions. Cause I didn't really like them and didn't feel like I was, I should be judging something I wasn't uh, fond of, um, but I've come to uh, enjoy them because um, they're made with traditional ingredients. I really like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, what else do you see happening in our in our industry? I mean, uh, pushing almost a thousand. If we're if we're only fifty three away from a thousand here, and I know several are opening this year, uh, maybe we'll hit a thousand this year or next year here in California. But it seems like California is leading the way. In a lot of things, unless we're talking about like, like hazy IP or the the neat, you know, the New England IPA, um, which I think has been a good counter balance to the West Coast. Um, but what else do you see happening in in beer? Well, the probably one of the biggest kind of events or trends in the craft brewing industry or in the beer industry is big. Beer, big alcohol, uh, realizing that this is a type of beer that the consumer wants, craft beer, full-flavored, authentically made beer. And so these big global companies have now bought their way into the craft beer segment. So a lot of breweries that started out as independently owned craft breweries have been purchased by big global beer companies. Anheuser-Busch, Miller Coors, um, big alcohol companies like Constellation, which owns Corona, uh, Diageo, which is uh, big into spirits and wine, have all gotten into the craft beer segment by buying craft breweries. And um, it's really made the the marketplace hyper-competitive because these big global beer companies have a lot of influence and leverage at the retail level. So it's made it more difficult for the independently owned craft breweries to compete in the marketplace. And um, so I, I think the consumer, all things being equal, would rather purchase a, a beer from a local independently owned brewery than from a globally owned brewery. So that's kind of changed the, the feel and the landscape out there a little bit. So that's one big change. Um, because of that competition, we're seeing a lot of the smaller breweries uh, finding ways to become more efficient and better able to compete in that competitive environment. So we're seeing a lot of uh, kind of partnering up, uh, creative partnerships, mergers, uh, and things of that nature. So there's a, there's a lot going on in the industry that uh, the consumer doesn't necessarily see, but uh, always contri- con- encourage the consumer to, to know who owns the beer that they they bought, and if that makes a difference, uh, vote with your pocketbook. For sure. I think people, I've seen that going on here. I've talked about it several times on the show, and, uh, you know, always encouraging people to support local 
Um, I love to be able to taste regional beers and, and beers across the country, but uh, I definitely support <clears throat> those that are in my backyard all the time. And um, I, I, I've, I like that we've seen that, that push and that move in the last several years. Um, and I think that's why we've had so many breweries open up in the last couple of years. I remember when we were trying to push, when we were trying to break the pre-prohibition levels and we were excited about 4,000. Now I, I heard last that we're close to 6,000 or something. I don't know, uh, nationwide. So um, I'll have to get those numbers from the Brewers Association. But I, I just know it's been crazy in the last two years. But it's been a lot, like you said, people want flavor. They want things that are crafted and made. And, uh, and supporting local, which I think is awesome. Yep, and of course the kind of the whole growth of the brewery tasting room has really changed the industry as well, and that's obviously something that the consumer likes because the brewery tasting rooms have just been hugely popular, and that's been uh, a big part of kind of fueling the, the growth and success of all these these breweries. If a brewery can sell a pint of beer directly over the counter directly to the consumer, it's a lot more profitable, obviously, than putting it into some kind of package and selling it to a distributor who sells it to the retailer who sells it to the consumer. So the brewery tasting room has been a really fun thing to, to watch that really boom and, and to grow. I agree. And then there's the whole thing with crawlers, which could kind of bring us back to what you're talking about. I think it's interesting. I was reading an article uh, recently. I'm trying to remember if it was, um, um, I'm not sure if it was the Brewers, um, I don't think it was the Brewers Association. Anyways, I don't remember where it was. I'll have to think about it. But there was, someone wrote a, an article about um, the different craft brew, breweries that have sold out and that there are levels of selling out. <laughs> And he was talking. He was talking about, as you mentioned, that you know, if it's if it's uh, Anheuser Busch uh, or in AB and Bev, um, then that's like the worst. But if you get down to like Canarchy, then it's not so bad, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's different levels of evil, I suppose. But yeah, uh, yeah the big global companies do have a tendency to be far more aggressive in the marketplace and uh, invoke tactics in the marketplace that make it very difficult on the small independent breweries. I mean, those big global beer companies are just crazy aggressive in the marketplace. And it's all about keeping the shareholders happy, you know, and and, uh, it's all about the bottom line. And that's not what our industry is all about. Of course, any small business has to make money to be successful and stay in business, so that's obviously important, but, you know, it's the, the small brewery is, it's really, it's the passion for the beer and the passion for the art and science of brewing, and when you have a craft brewery that is acquired either in part or wholly by an investment group that shares that passion, uh, you know, that that's one thing. But if the brewery is acquired by a global beer giant that is purchasing that brewery simply to get into that market and penetrate that, that market segment uh, at all costs and employ these aggressive um, 
competitive tactics in the marketplace, then that's kind of a whole other different animal. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think consumers at one time weren't aware of that. And, and I'm sure there's plenty of them still, but uh, they're becoming more aware of that. And that's why I think uh, local brewers are doing much better now. And I, I, it also comes down to whether they're making really good product and how they're managing things. But, um, but I, you know, as long as they're doing that, I think, I think people will do well and succeed. So, well, that is, that is the bottom line. The quality of the product is absolutely the bottom line, and the the, the beer consumer is, you know, they 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 get it. They the beer consumer understands good beer compared to not such good beer, and we have seen uh, more and more breweries go out of business and close the doors, and uh, it's usually because they're not on the game and making really good beer all the time. Yep. I think consistency is something that small breweries need to learn. Um, and that can be something that, you know, um, that over time you can learn from even what, what's gone on with the big guys, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what are you, what are you, I mean, are there any styles of beers you've been drinking lately that you're liking or that you're liking to see? Or are you into the new like brute IPAs or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of fun. Um, I'm always intrigued by and I always enjoy new innovative styles and new twists on traditional styles. So, you know, it's it's really fun and I'm just constantly trying new things and, and different styles. I don't really have a favorite style. Um, so some of these new styles... You know, are they going to stick around? I think yes to some extent, but, uh, you know, some are going to be popular for a period of time, and then that popularity will diminish. Uh, I don't think they'll ever go away completely. I think that KZIPA is a great example of that. Um, it's just a fascinating, exciting time. I mean, uh, two years ago, there was no category for uh, what we now call the hazy IPA to be entered into at the GABF, and now it's the it has more entries than any other style <laughs> over the course of two years. So wow, um, that's so crazy, but it's crazy, and you know that's all driven by what the consumer likes and uh, the consumer obviously likes to try new things and experiment in new things and uh, I don't want to call it a fad but I think some of these styles will again be, be popular and then that popularity will probably diminish over time and a new thing will pop up and take its place. Yeah, but I think if a beer, a good beer is a style, I should say, is there it'll stay around and I think that as you said, them creating a new category for something at GABF, that's just going to trickle down with uh, the BJCP and everything else. I know that that's happening at just local competitions and that kind of thing as well. Right, um, exactly. And um, I know that homebrewers push uh, the industry a lot as well with uh, our willingness to experiment. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, homebrewers are... It, 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 it's hard to categorize 
homebrewers because they're such an important part of the craft brewing industry. Um, you know, so many commercial craft brewers came from the home brewing ranks, and um, a lot of the ideas have come from the home brewing ranks. And um, so, it's, it's such an integral part of uh, the industry as a whole that we we obviously we really embrace it because most uh, most of us have been a part of home brewing to one extent or another. So the two are really. <laughs> You know, I think that's awesome too. Maybe you can mention because I I did mention this at the beginning that um, this really the the California Craft Beer Summit that's happening next week um, and the official dates I think are the sixth through the the eighth, right? Um, yes. At the right. Sacramento Convention Center. For those who are looking at it, you can uh, check it out. Just look up California or Craft Beer Summit. I think right. Um, yeah. But. It really does bring professional brewers and home brewers together and those who just are, love beer. So you don't have to be in the industry or even a home brewer to go. But you do have specific workshops and things for like that, or speakers at least, um, for the home brewing community as well. We do. We have uh, some workshops and seminars specific to home brewing and a lot of workshops and seminars that uh, home brewers, I think, would find really fascinating. You know, just talks on beer styles, innovative styles, how to get the you know most out of your brewing system, small or large, quality control, um, trends in the industry. So yeah, we have a lot of home brewers that come and, and just elevate their their knowledge about home brewing, but also get to meet and talk to other home brewers as well as um, commercial brewers, and that's what a lot of our members really love about the summit is it's a little bit different for them than going to an industry trade show because they get to kind of hang out with uh, people who just love beer. They get to hang out with passionate consumers and with passionate home brewers. And so if you're a home brewer or just someone who loves craft beer and you're kind of walking around the trade show, you might just bump into a Ken Grossman or you know, who knows uh, a brewer at this brewery or a founder of that brewery. And um, all those people in the industry are are very open and, and happy to talk to people. That's what they're there for. So it's a, a unique opportunity for home brewers and uh, just, again, beer consumers, beer lovers to um, mingle with and, and meet uh, commercial brewers as well. Yeah, another part of what I love about the expo is not only do you have, you know, if you want to buy equipment or find, I mean, you can get it from the professional side or from the homebrewing side or just as a as a as a beer connoisseur or someone who likes beer. There's things to to purchase, just to look at. There's swag, whatever. Um, and then there's the talks and there's the beer, food and beer pairing. But there's there's the different bars for the regions where, as I said before, the homebrewers actually come and bring their beer and serve it there. Yes, I guess I would be remiss in, uh, if I didn't mention the fact that at the Summit Expo, so at the trade show, as you mentioned, we have um, kind of uh, small little bars, um, tasting rooms <laughs> set up uh, all around the trade show floor, and they're regional bars, so those are kind of hosted by the regional 
uh, brewers guilds from that region, and they they bring in a whole variety of beers from that region. So if you go to the San Diego uh, Brewers Guild bar, there'll be, uh, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 beers available on draft and in the bottle from that particular region. So not only do you get to walk through the trade show and see all the different vendors and uh, exhibitors, see the... Uh Tom, are you there? Oh, with you. Hello? Lost you, Tom. I can kind of hear you in and out. I think you're there. Can yeah, can, you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Um, so we yep. lost you in that part, but you were talking about the different beers at the regions and stuff like that. Is it, I might have been wrong. Is it? I thought it was commercial and homebrew. Is it just commercial beers that are poured at those bars? No, we have some homebrew as well from from those regions. Okay, because I know you have volunteers doing that as well from the homebrew clubs. But it's really cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And I love that part of that uh, of the, the summit that brings people together. It's just a, it's, it's basically like cheers. You get to hang out and just meet friends and, and, and uh, talk about beer and whatever's going on in the industry. Um, do you guys, I know that you do, but I'd like your perspective and tell me about the summit. Uh, since you guys are in Sacramento and you guys deal with all those stuff, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot that needs to be done in regards to... Uh, legislation with beer and and the beer community, whether it's professional or home brewing, um, and you guys are involved in that. How how much does the summit influence what's going on with you guys um, talking with with uh, our lawmakers? Well, a lot, and that's kind of the the underbelly of the industry that most people don't see, particularly consumers, but even a lot of people in the industry don't really see that that much and that is primarily what we do as a trade association is we are a legislative advocate at the state capitol working on behalf of the craft brewing industry in california and it is why we have the summit in sacramento the sacramento convention center is literally across the street from the state capitol and we have uh, roughly about 30 to 40 different members of the legislature, uh, either from the assembly side or from the Senate side, who come over and walk through the expo and come to the beer festival on Saturday, plus about another 150 or so staffers that attend both the expo and the beer festival. And they come over to see and to learn about our industry. And that's very, very helpful to us because when we have political issues that we are working on, they understand the importance of our industry and how vibrant and, uh, and how much our industry is contributing to the economy of the state, how many jobs we provide, uh, the taxes that we pay. So the summit overall is is uh, actually a very important component to our government affairs uh, mission that, uh, again, is a very big part of what we do as an association. Well, I want to say thank you for doing that, but is there anything you can uh, that you can are liberty to talk about for our listeners to let them know what you guys are involved with now or something maybe you've done in the past that kind of shows what you guys do for uh, just the average beer drinker, whether they are aware of it or not? Well, yeah, I mean, just something as simple as the brewery tasting room. That was uh, not 
allowed in California. Uh, that goes all the way back to 1983 that we passed that law that allowed a brewery to have a restaurant and to be able to serve beer directly to the consumer at, at the brewery. Uh, California was the second state in the country to, to pass that law. So without our efforts, uh, we wouldn't have something as simple as a brewery tasting room. Um, but we also work on things, of course, every year there are uh, bills that attempt to increase the taxes on beer that uh, would make beer more expensive. Um, no, we're against a, that. No, no, no. We don't want a more expensive beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And I, literally every year there has been a bill or multiple beers to try to raise the taxes on alcoholic beverages. And uh, we've been able to successfully maintain the the current level of taxes, uh, beer, alcohol, pays and excise tax, in addition to all the other taxes that we pay as, as businesses in California, we also pay an excise tax on alcohol, so alcohol is pretty heavily taxed. Um, so we work on things like that, and um, it's a very regulated industry, so there's uh, a lot of regulations. and. Uh, Big alcohol companies are always trying to change the, the playing field to make it easier for them to compete in the marketplace, and that usually means that it would make it harder for us as small, independently-owned companies to compete in the marketplace. So we're uh, working on behalf of the, the small breweries out there to ensure that there's an equal playing out there, uh, equal playing field out there, and so that the small breweries have equal access to the marketplace uh, in addition to, uh, to all the other things that we do. So that's, uh, that's really important work, our, our government affairs, legislative advocacy work. Yeah, it's really cool. Do, I know that these big companies have a lot of money, so they can go in and lobby really easily. Um, are, are most of the... Uh, representatives that you guys get to go see, are they really open to craft beer and to what's going on with the CCBA? Um, I'm sorry. Just, I couldn't quite hear you on oh, that I, I'll, I'll repeat it. I'm just saying, um, since the, the big companies have all this money that they can lobby with, are, are our representatives there uh, up in Sacramento, um, and sometimes I think they're going crazy up there, but that's a different story. Uh, are they open to craft breweries and, and what's going on in the, in the craft beer movement? Are they supportive and, and listening to us? Are we able to get our foot in the door and, and talk just as much as, as these big companies have all the money? Yeah, actually very much so. And in fact, I'm sometimes amazed by how much influence we do have at the state capitol, given the fact that we don't, quote-unquote, pay to play. We do not have... A, uh, a PAC fund, a political action committee. So we don't uh, pay, uh, we don't contribute to campaign uh, funds yeah. in order to have influence. We're strictly a grassroots organization. Um, there are some large global beer companies that pay upwards of anywhere from uh, half a million to as much as a million dollars uh, per year in campaign contributions, so we're, wow. we're up against that all the time, but uh, we do pretty well considering we're a grassroots organization. 
Well, since since California has over 900 breweries or 947 now, um, it seems like they would kind of listen to those numbers. And um, if we're having an impact on things, because I know, like, I, I remember at one time you couldn't take, uh, you couldn't, you know, now that you can take a growler and now it's a crawler, right? All, all those laws had to change for us to be able to take uh, beer off premise from a brewery, right? Um, so I know there's things that you guys keep working on. But how much are we influencing the rest of the country since California is uh, doing this kind of stuff with these beer laws? Well, a, a lot, actually. I, you know, they, when you say that trends start in California, I think that is really true in many ways. We have uh, really been the leader in kind of opening up the privileges that are allowed to craft breweries and, in fact, have more laws that benefit craft breweries here in California than probably any other state in the country. That's awesome. Um, well, I, it's getting a little louder there. I don't know if you need to go or not, but I'm happy for you to stay on the rest of the show. But I'm going to say, I want to say thank you for putting this summit together. I keep telling people from the t- first time I went, it's one of my favorite um, events to go to. And um, I really, really, really have a good time and, and have a, uh, enjoy like every part of it, what's going on there. And look forward to having a beer with you every year as well. So I look forward to having a beer with you next week. Um, is there anything that you uh, are expecting or looking forward to yourself going to see or, or meeting up with or seeing? Are you there, Tom? I think we might have lost Tom. Tom, are you there? Well, that's been Tom McCormick talking about the California Craft Beer Summit. Uh, that's what happens when you have live radio. Sometimes uh, people can't hear what's going on. Um, I think we lost Tom, though. But uh, you can look up the California Craft Beer Summit. I'm going to say thanks to Tom. Hopefully he, <laughs> he'll know that uh, we didn't try and lose him on purpose. Um, and there it is. That's the confirmation right there. I think that's funny. Um, so, uh, anyways... If you guys have not been and you're able to go still, uh, you know, uh, go stay in a hostel or whatever or find some friends or like something like that. But um, I, I know that some of the hotel rooms can be pretty pricey. But to get an airfare up there or drive up there is is, is really easy. And as he says, I didn't even know if they'd still have tickets available at the door, but apparently they will. And um, it's just a really cool event and uh, a really great time. Um, so uh, you can choose to go one day. Uh, or or both days of the actual conference, and then uh, or uh, go to the beer festival on Saturday, which I, I believe it's um, twelve to four, and uh, or noon to four. Yeah, that sounds right. And then uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of events going on. Honestly, there are people in in the industry that are having parties every night and all that kind of stuff. So they get together, and there's all kinds of uh, things going on besides the expo. But you can go to just the beer festival, or you can go to one day of the expo or both days. Uh, I know they they do happen on Thursday and Friday, which are work days for some people, but if you can get off, it's worth it. And I've been telling some people for, uh, you know, all all of this year, honestly, that you should plan on going to it, um, especially to a lot of the people who go to uh, Southern California uh, homebrewers, uh, festival, and also to GABF or the Great American Beer Festival. Um, if you're making your way to those kind of events, then uh, this is something you definitely want to make way for. Um, and and like I said, they have all that great food 
beer pairing, which I think is, I think that's kind of the thing that's coming up uh, now, even though it's been going on for years and I've been talking about it and even hosted some things in the past. Um, I think it's a, a, a great way to learn that beer actually pairs and goes with food better than wine. Nothing against wine if you drink wine, but there's only a certain limited number of, of wines. Um, and there are thousands upon thousands of different beers and flavor profiles that enhance uh, uh, food. And I think it's pretty fascinating uh, industry there. And so beer pairings and, and even beer dinners and all that stuff are really cool. Um, I enjoy them. And I have been um, lucky to not only um, to lead some and, and participate in some when I was working, but, you know, to go to many as well. And uh, and and the one uh, that I've been at GABF and there's something else uh, over at the uh, Craft Beer Summit. You know, you pay extra and go in there, but it's it's really cool. So you can just uh, – I'm trying to look it up here because I'm doing all this stuff, but uh, – uh, you can go look at uh, California Craft Beer Summit, and or it might even be just the Craft Beer Summit, and uh, and in that you'll be able to find out more information and, and check that out. But we've been talking to uh, Tom McCormick uh, with the California Craft Brewers Association, or the CCBA for short, because all of them are you know all of them want to do short things. You know, you got the BA for the Brewers Association and the AHA for the American Home Brewers Association. And the um, the SCHA California Homebrewers Association that kind of stuff. So they're the CCBA. Um, I know there's others out there, but I can't remember what everybody's initials and names are. But that's uh, what it is. But if you just look up, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now as I'm on the computer here. Um, the Craft Beer Summit. Um, I think I wanted to kind of give you guys an actual um, website, but um, it's californiacraftbeer.com um, you can get your tickets um, and look at uh, the whole schedule and everything that's going on and if you're going to go you can kind of plan your thing to, to go but californiacraftbeer.com or uh, californiacraft yeah californiacraftbeer.com and uh, you can do forward slash uh, craft beer summit or just look up craft beer summit um, but again it's the uh, the 6th through the 8th uh, of of September up there at the Sacramento Convention Center and it's a cool event it's really cool the expo you got you got to go to the expo floor so um anyways uh, what i was starting to tell you before uh tom got on the line when i kind of lost him and got him before i got him back was um you know there's always contests and i give away stuff uh here and i and, and i'm surprised sometimes that people don't enter more um, so it just makes it easier for you guys to win, but I'm going to be having a contest coming up because I recently won something. Um, but what I, what I did is I entered for, um, a company that I've wanted to have on there. I was talking about artists and the different things that happen that are influenced by beer. And there's a company that started, uh, beer cap maps. So they do maps of the different States like California, or if you're in Texas or, or Florida or New York, whatever, um, you can get the individual states, um, but they do a U.S. states, and I, I, I won a U.S. states, and it's just been bottle caps in in previous years, which I to me is just cool enough, honestly, just putting your bottle caps in that and having something to do. I've always collected bottle caps, um, and there's things you can do like tables and make different art, um, but sometimes you just don't have time. And, uh, and, then, and then comes along something like this, and you can utilize them and put them up on your wall, and it's pretty cool. Um, they, but I won one that is not only just bottle caps, but it actually holds like 168 bottle caps, I think it is. And uh, it's like probably three feet wide and 
um, and two feet deep or whatever, or long, long and deep, like the height, the height would be two feet and, and the length would be three feet because it's only like maybe, uh, you know, a little over a quarter inch thick or something like that. Um, but it's really cool. It's made out of wood and not only the bottle caps, 168 bottle caps, but it'll hold 16 beer cans. So they have these middle little inserts to be able to do that and hold it. So because I won that, I'm going to be putting up on Instagram. And if you don't have Instagram, then uh, I'll try, you know what, uh, I'll try and connect it. But I really like to do stuff on Instagram. I'll try and see if I can connect it on Facebook and stuff. But um, uh, honestly, Instagram is the way of the future, and it's the best one out there. That's just my opinion. But uh, a lot of other people think that as well. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to, uh, I have a, a thing that holds on my bottle caps right now. And it's um, it's an art piece that that's glass, and it's probably like you know an inch and a half thick or something, and uh, it's just like a box, and it says uh, drink drink good beer with good friends. Um, and basically, what I'm going to do is uh, a contest where you have to go on there and guess how many bottle caps there are. And for the bottle caps, I haven't decided what I'm going to give away, but I'm definitely going to give away a shirt for a beer ambassador shirt and and some kind of beer and some swag or something like that. Um, so it'll be worth it. But since I won that beer caps map from beer caps, um, I wanted to just kind of make a competition and a little contest for you guys out there to be able to uh, check it out and be involved and win something. And then I'm also coming up on a thousand followers on Instagram. This is all me doing organic and not figuring everything out. I don't always have time to go on there. I try to post every day, but not always. Sometimes it's a few times on a day and then um, maybe I miss a day or something, but I try to be really consistent. I'm trying to be where there's something up there every every day, and there'll be a few others. Um, but I've got a lot of content, and uh, things will be coming up. Um, but we're going to do a thousand, so there's going to be a big giveaway at a thousand uh, followers because I really want to take that to ten thousand, honestly, um, and and just keep growing this industry so that uh, uh, you know I can pay pay for what's going on and make this make ambassadors a, a what I've always envisioned is I can hear from you guys. So I'd like to hear more from you guys. You can reach out to me in my email, which is thebeerambassador at kci.org.org. Or you can reach out to me at my other email, which is thebeerambassadoroc at gmail.com. And, um, but on Instagram, it's the underscore beer underscore ambassador. And uh, on Facebook, you can find it, The Beer Ambassador OC, as well as YouTube, The Beer Ambassador OC. Now, I'm not trying to make you go to all those different places, but longer videos can go up on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to get that uh, the new Instagram TV working. Maybe I can get some stuff up on that. Um, but they're shorter with things like that. But, but posts are really easy on Instagram. And it's easier than Facebook, but stuff does go up on Facebook as well. And uh, I'm trying to get stuff up on the old group thing for Beer Ambassadors and stuff like that. But uh, um, if you haven't heard about it, you can go to KUCI.org and look at the archives. And I do have like four shows up for the podcast. Been been learning how to do that now. I, I still haven't gotten any help, but I'm doing that myself now. And um, and there's also the launch uh, the Launchpad Media uh, dot com has some of my shows up. So there's two different ways for you to be able to go listen to archived shows. Um, and, uh, that's cool. Cause people have been asking me that for years. Um, so I'm pretty stoked. Uh, you'll see, I'm going to be posting a picture about the beer caps maps. Cause I've really, since I saw it, it just, there's something about the continental U S to me as a patriot, as a, as a citizen here, as a, a, a native, uh, I just, you know, there's just a pride, um, and, um, I, I love that we are the great American melting pot and, and, and 
what I've enjoyed about our rights and freedoms here in America and that we can have this great country that serves great beer and that we are at the forefront of the beer uh, revolution. I've been calling it a revolution for years, even though people are like, oh, what revolution? Well, yeah, we're in the middle of it now. And um, I, I think it's awesome to find where we have all the different types of beer and all these different local breweries are making really phenomenal things and pushing each other, um, sharing, um, collaborating, and uh, making beer and the beer industry better. Um, so, but as you heard from Tom, uh, it, it just... Um, there's a lot going on, and it's a it's cool. Um, but uh, I'm gonna let Tom know that it's it's all good. That we lost him. <laughs> so um, uh, I want to uh, say thank you for listening to my show for four years. And if you notice, I pause like that. I, it's hard for me, honestly. I don't know how people do it. I honestly don't know how to multitask. They say you can't really truly multitask. You'll, you'll, one will suffer. Um, I'm really good at speaking, but when I try and text or read anything else and do that while I'm here on air, you can hear the pauses. It's just uh, my brain doesn't click in that way. So I think it's funny. But anyways, um, uh, that is what's going on. I will be at the summit next week. Next week. Uh, uh, well, after the show. So I'll be here next Tuesday in the studio. And uh, we'll be talking about the World of Craft Beer again and having something on. Uh, I haven't had a confirmation, but uh, hopefully um, one of our local breweries will be on soon. And and, and and keep an eye out, too, because we got a few breweries that are about to open up. Gamecraft and uh, I'm not sure if it's Laguna Hills or Laguna Nagal um, uh, is going to be opening up soon. Um there's other stuff that's Brewheim in Anaheim is going to be pretty massive and big. And Brewery X, Brewery X uh, is going to be on La Palma over there in Anaheim, not far from Bottle Logic. They're kind of a hop, skip, and jump across the uh, the intersection there um, from each other. And technically, you'll have uh, uh, several breweries in that area that you could just walk to. It's like four breweries in that area you could walk to, five. Um, I think it's pretty pretty cool itself. Um, but there's a whole lot going on in California, and I, I, I'll have to find out next week, but I, I think it's very possible that we might break a 1,000 breweries in California this year. And uh, California definitely has more breweries than any other state. So you're very fortunate to live in California and to, to be local here and hearing KUCI and what's going on. But uh, I want to say thanks again for listening. Uh, I'm going to be getting out of the way because uh, uh, we're going to have uh, – DJ Jericho. Is it Jericho? Mm-hmm. I think last time I introduced you, I said Jeremiah. I, I, I'm, my brain has a fart every once in a while. But DJ Jericho is up next. We're going to get him on. But until then, my friends, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people, and drink more good beer. And uh, actually, since we have a few minutes, he's setting up. Go ahead and go ahead and set up. But do you have any? Have you had any good beer lately? Anything? Uh, I went to the brewery yesterday. Oh, you went to the brewery yesterday. So I'm about to leave and go to the brewery. Oh, so. Yeah. But yeah, I tried their new. Um, you probably can't hear him. Uh, he's in the background. There you go. I tried out the new. Is it strawberry cream puff beer? Oh, okay. Yeah. And nice. It was uh, my first sip was shocking. I didn't really know what I was trying, and uh, it was not the flavor I was expecting because it smells very sweet. But it's a thirteen percent, thirteen point one percent beer, and it's not as sweet as you would think until you kind of think about what the flavor profile That's is. That's good. I yeah. don't like it when it's sweet. I like it when it 
It was a little tart with a little tart. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Sounds good. I, I might go try that now. All right, my friends. Uh, until next time, uh, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. 